This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. You just can't miss Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to answer your questions in the weekend mailbag. And boy, were there a lot of questions this weekend. No surprise considering all the craziness going on around the Jets right now. So for that, we bring in our friend, the editor over at JetNation.com and the co-host of Jet Nation Radio, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's going on, brother? Uh, not a whole lot. I've just been uh, spent the last few days feverish, feverishly uh, texting Joe Beningo to see if he wants to be my friend. <laughs> I've been doing the same thing, but apparently he doesn't recognize my phone number or I'm blocked or something because I've gotten no response. I just don't even know what to say. It's just remarkable. And to me, it says a lot about Robert Sala's judgment, but that's a discussion that we will have for another day. Unless of course, somebody asked about it in the mailbag. So let's find out. First question comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, why does it seem like Sala and Douglas always make excuses like saying 
What coach has a winning record with a backup quarterback or injuries when other coaches say next man up? Do you think with the talent on defense, if Sally gets fired, this would still be a very good defense since defensive coordinators are a dime a dozen? I don't know that the defense would be as good because I do think that Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich have done a fantastic job of building the defense and identifying talent and developing talent. Quincy Williams is a great example. They picked him up off the scrap heap. They told everybody who would listen. And a lot of us thought they were crazy. And sure enough, they were able to figure out a way to turn him into a really good linebacker to the point where he may very well make the Pro Bowl this season. You look at a guy like Bryce Huff who came in here as an undrafted free agent, a rotational piece, and look at what they've turned him into. Tony Adams is a guy that I wouldn't say is great or anything. He's okay, but still to get him as an undrafted free agent and develop him into a legitimate NFL safety is an accomplishment. You could go down the line with some of the other guys. Look at what John Franklin Myers has become in this scheme, in this system under Salah and Ulbrich. So I don't know that the defense would be as good, but I think it would be a very good defense because there are a lot of very talented players here. And as long as the next defensive coordinator of Sal and Ulbrich weren't here, played to those players' strengths, I think they'd be a quality defense. Again, not as good, but a quality defense. As far as making excuses, look, it is true that if you go and check out any head coach's record without their starting quarterback, they are going to have a much worse record. That's just a fact of life. But the excuse can't be, well, we don't have our quarterback. What do you expect? You've got to say, okay, next man up, like you said, with a lot of these coaches and find ways to be competitive. Even if you don't win as many games, at least find ways to keep your team in the game. And I think this goes back to the fact that the offense was way worse than people realized. And of course you had the injuries, but you also had a quarterback situation that was one of the worst in the NFL. As I've said, Zach Wilson is an okay backup at his best at this point, which is an improvement, but it's still not good enough. And they could have gone in another direction in the offseason. Dan Hanses from the Around the NFL podcast said it well. What you're looking at with a lot of these backup quarterbacks, like Gardner Minshew, for example, is the fact that if your starting quarterback goes down for the season, your season doesn't necessarily have to be over. Now, you're probably not going to compete for a Super Bowl, but you still should be able to win some games and compete at a reasonable level if you felt like your roster was that good with a decent backup quarterback or at least a high-end backup quarterback. And I think maybe what this will do is it'll force teams to reevaluate the investments they make at the backup quarterback position, whether that's paying a guy like Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett, or it's drafting a guy in the mid-rounds and taking the time to develop him so you have a potential long-term solution. Remember, and I know that it's different now because the NFL is the salary cap and all that, but you can afford a $5 million backup quarterback if you need to. I was saying the other day, the Jets having the luxury of Pat Ryan as their backup for such a long time behind both Richard Todd and Ken O'Brien was big because if their starter got hurt, whether it was O'Brien or Todd, they knew they had Pat Ryan who could step in and be competent. And there was a lot of value in that. You go back and look through the history of the team in the 80s and all that, especially, and you see that. So I do think that it is to a degree an excuse, but 
it is also true that with the injuries and the backup quarterback situation, you are going to have a much tougher time winning games. That said, when you're a head coach in the NFL and when you're a general manager in the NFL, your job is to find ways around those deficiencies to still be competitive and win some games. The Jets have clearly had a lot more trouble doing that than most. I've talked about this on my, on my show a few times this year. You know, the difference between excuses and reasons. Like, excuses the, the, excuses to me are, are you know, when, when Zach Wilson stands up in front of the press and says, I had a bad day today, I couldn't complete a pass because of the weather, and the other quarterback completed, like, you know, 21 of 26 or whatever it was. Like, when you can, when you can take a statement that someone makes and sort of logically blow it out of the water with, with very little effort, you're just making excuses. But Reasons to me, like there are to, to have Salah and or Douglas or anyone say, you know, we're struggling because of the injuries. Like, that's not a fake thing. Like Xavier Newman and Max Mitchell and Chris Glazer aren't that good. And those guys are playing a lot of reps with a backup with a number two and three and four quarterback. So it, there's that one part of our just not even just sports, but just culture in general where we don't want to hear excuses. But I think at some point we crossed over and started assuming every reason is also an excuse. Um, yeah, they do have to produce at some point. They do have to win at some point. But the next man up mantra, I've talked about that on my show, you know, for a couple of years now, because the reason that bothers me, like I understand, you know, if you're in the locker room and, and I always say this, if you're a coach, a player, an exec, if you're if the Jets sign your paycheck, like fine, you have to have the next man up mantra. Because it is true that nobody's going to feel sorry for you. It is true that you have to prepare to win no matter what. Nobody cares. No one, you know, all that stuff that we all know. But there's also the reality of the fact that talent matters. And, you know, the example I give when someone says that to me, oh, next man up. I say, okay, hypothetically speaking, let's say you were going to bet on a game today. You know, let's say you saw a spread that you absolutely loved. You think I'm going to put a grand on that thing. And on your way to, to make your bet or as you're logging into your phone, you see that you know, two or three starting players for the team you liked are hurt, including the quarterback, and they're not playing. Are you still making that bet? Like, if you're, and if you're being honest, no, you're not. You're like, oh, never. you're not going to say, man, next man up, here's my money. I like them to win by seven. I still like them to win by seven because next man up. It's like a, it, it's a mantra that, like I said, it's an important mindset for those competing. But if you're just an observer looking on, you have to understand that the talent on the field matters. And when you're down to your third and fourth and fifth linemen and your th second and third quarterback, Things are going to fall apart, and that's exactly what's happened here. Also from Michael Christopher, he says, if Joe Douglas traded the Jets' first-round pick this year for Rodgers and didn't put in the stipulation that allowed the Jets to not give up the first-round pick if he didn't play 65% of the snaps, would Joe Douglas have been fired after this season? And why don't teams put more conditions on draft picks like top five protected and then get next year's pick like the NBA? Why hasn't a smart GM thought about that? We got to remember something in the NBA. Sometimes those protections don't actually happen. It really depends on the nature of the player. And I think when you're talking about a superstar player in the NFL, the easy answer to this is that the other team is not going to accept those stipulations because they have other teams that are willing to do it without the stipulations. So for example, Deshaun Watson, you had a number of teams that were willing to give up an enormous package for him and pay a ton of money in salary. You weren't going to get the Houston Texans to agree to a stipulation like that if you're the Browns, because then they would have just turned around and said, all right, we'll trade him to the Falcons 
who won't put that stipulation on. And that's what happens in the NBA when you're talking about a superstar getting moved. There's typically no stipulations on draft picks because you're talking about a guy that is in major demand that other teams want. And so you have to give up what you need to give up to get those players. We've seen it time and time again. Now, if you're talking about, for example, a guy like Gerald Wallace, I remember this very distinctly. When he got traded to the Brooklyn Nets, the Nets only protected their pick top three. So they wound up giving up the sixth pick in the draft for Gerald Wallace, which was absolutely insane. And then that pick turned into Damian Lillard, which made it insult to injury because now you've given up a superstar for a guy like Gerald Wallace, who's a nice complimentary piece, but nothing special. And I remember the rationale from Billy King at the time, and this tells you why he was one of the worst GMs I've ever seen in any sport. He said, well, there are only three players we really liked in the draft, so we felt like it didn't matter. Well, okay, but it's a matter of value here, giving up the sixth pick in the draft for a guy nobody was willing to give up a first-round pick for. The fact that you didn't protect that pick was crazy. So I think the answer to this, Michael, is it really depends on the caliber of the player you're getting and the demand for that player. Because if you're talking about a player that other teams are willing to trade for without those stipulations, then you're not going to be able to put those stipulations in. The reason that the Jets were able to do do this is because of the nature of Rogers contract, because he was going to be turning 40 years old and because quite frankly, no other team wanted him. So the Jets felt like they needed to protect themselves and they had every right to do it because no other team was going to be willing to trade for him, period, let alone do it without those stipulations. Yeah, I think the um, I think Joe Douglas should have. Uh, and we talked about this, Scott. I, I felt like they gave up too much. I felt like even a two, you know, you're giving up a second round pick. And in exchange for that, you got four snaps and whatever the future may hold, which we all hope it's going to, you know, we're all looking forward to Aaron Rodgers coming back and we're assuming he's going to be playing at a high level, but we really don't know that. We don't know if he's going to be moving the same way after the Achilles at his age, um, extending plays, using his legs is a big part of his game. If that's diminished or, 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 you know, no longer even a thing, then that really you're going to see a decline in his production. So the Jets, by the you know, when all said and done, they could have ended up giving up a couple of second round picks and uh, and and a bunch of money for a guy who plays one okay-ish season and then walks away. So I think the the fact that you know one of the biggest reservations we had about the Rodgers deal, when I say we, I mean you know when you and I talked, was the concern about you know are they are they really giving up this much for a guy who is 38, 39, com- coming off an injury last year. Yes, he played through it, but he was still injured. Um, and, you know, as these guys get older, the the likelihood of an, of an injury increases. And and here we are, sort of the, the nightmare scenario where, well, I guess it's not the worst scenario would have been he played enough snaps to lose the first rounder and then get hurt. Um, so I guess that's the one silver lining. But I still feel like Douglas gave up too much. And, and at the time, I, I thought there should have been playing time incentives or, or playing time stipulations conditions to the deal that would have dictated what the Packers got because giving up a second rounder for four snaps is is not not a great deal BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer Arkea Energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico it's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Yeah. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION. Out in front to Williams, slips through, here's a shot, it's in! This is a game changer for sports. Sabina takes a shot herself, covers it home! Oh my goodness! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Hair Club Prez. <laughs> he says, are fans not talking enough about how franchise altering the Jets draft could be if somehow they can get all the way to the number two overall pick? That could result in them being able to get a ransom from some other team looking to move up for a quarterback. We should really be focusing on this. Yeah, you're not, not wrong about that. Whether or not it's getting talked about enough, I can't really say. But what I can tell you is the Jets should be able to extract a ransom at number two. And here's the interesting thing, Glenn. If the Bears decide to roll with Justin Fields, and there's more and more noise that indicates that might be a possibility, that they may look to stick with Justin Fields and build around him with the two picks that they have. A lot of the talk is that the Bears love Marvin Harrison Jr. And why wouldn't you? Marvin Harrison Jr. is an awesome player. However, everybody also knows that the Cardinals love Marvin Harrison Jr. And if you are the Bears and you're sitting at number one and you want Marvin Harrison Jr., you probably can't afford to move out of that spot because if you move down at all, he may go number two. So if you're sitting at number one and you're the Bears and you've decided to stick with Justin Fields, you may be boxed into a spot where you've got to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one if you want him. If Marvin Harrison Jr. goes number one to the Bears, which could happen, if the Jets got the number two overall pick, they could be sitting there with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and we'll see what happens with the combine and all that. But Jaden Daniels could skyrocket. You could be looking at J.J. McCarthy in that range too. So the Jets could be sitting there in the position to extract an enormous amount of assets from a team looking to move up. You could be looking at something along the lines of what was given up for RG3 by Washington years ago, which was an insane amount of draft capital. If that were to happen somehow, it would be huge for the Jets because then they could move down a few spots, still probably get either an impact offensive player like Brock Bowers or one of the tackles, whichever one they prefer, whether it's Joe Alt or Olu Fashanu or JC Latham, whoever it is they like best, and load up in other areas and make up for the fact that, as you said, Glenn, they don't have a second-round pick to use because they sent it to Green Bay in the Rodgers trade. So I think the best possible scenario for the Jets here would be exactly what you're talking about, and it could be franchise-altering if, of course, the Jets use those draft picks correctly. That, of course, is the caveat, because if you remember the picks that the Rams got in the RG3 trade, a lot of them ended up not being that good. So you've got to hit on the picks that you get. But yeah, you could get a future first round pick. You could get a second rounder this year, a third rounder this year. You could get a future second round pick. There's a ton you could get because the amount of competition to move up to that spot for Caleb Williams or Drake May would be enormous. So yeah, I agree. I think it's something that Jets fans should really be hoping for above anything else these last five games. 
yeah, it, it you know, 100% would offer that opportunity, you know, being at two. And I, on, I honestly think if they're in the top four, I think it could be the, you know, if, if people, I, I think by the time the draft rolls around, people are going to be really high on Jaden Daniels. Like, even if he's not up there with May and, 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 um, Will and Caleb Williams, I still think he's a guy that teams are going to look at and say he can be a franchise changing quarterback. And Marvin Harrison, of course, is the X factor because I do, I, in my mind, that's how the top three unfolds, whatever order. It's going to, I think it's going to be the two quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison will go in the top three. If the Jets are sitting at four, that leaves Jaden Daniels still sitting there. And all you need is, you know, if one team is desperate enough to move up and, you know, you got the trade value chart, which is a, a, a lovely guide. But as we've seen in years past, that kind of goes out the window or the price doubles when it's like when teams know you're moving up for a franchise quarterback. So the Jets could be in a position, I think, if if they're anywhere in that top four, they could be in a spot where they have an opportunity to to really fix a lot of problems. You know, and I've, I, I've heard a few people say, you know, recently, like and I know people are really torn on Joe Douglas right now. But, you know, someone said, oh, do you even trust Joe Douglas to make that pick? And I just, you know, out, outside of a Mackay Becton injury, like the guy's like, what is he, four out of five? Of course, Zach was the big miss. But he's he's nailed. I mean, again, Mackay Becton was looking like he was going to be an all-world guy until he got hurt. Um, and then, of course, you have J.J. Sauce, Garrett. Like, his first-round picks have been pretty on the money. Even McDonald this year, who, you know, the, the, num the numbers aren't there if you look at the box score. But if you look at the film, I think that guy's going to be a monster, too. So, really, he's his first-round picks, in my mind, he's drafted a bunch of really, really good players. Um, so I would have no problem at all with with Joe Douglas being in that spot with with extra premium picks to to fill fill some of the holes that that this team has. But staying in the top four is going to be critical to making that happen. Yeah, and Glenn, just to sort of piggyback on your point, it almost doesn't really matter whether or not we trust Joe Douglas to make those picks because he's going to be the one making them. So all you can do is hope that he gets them right. You can't say, oh, well, who cares where they pick or who cares about a trade down because Douglas is making the pick and I don't trust Douglas. If that's the attitude you're going to take, you might as well just check out and not even bother following the team because, look, there's stuff you can control and there's stuff you can't control. All you can do is say, well, it would be in the Jets' best interest to get this mega trade down and get all these picks. And then you just hope that Joe Douglas – does the right thing with those picks. There's nothing else you can say. And with that, we'll wrap up the mailbag for this week. Glenn Naughton, the editor over at JetNation.com and co-host at Jet Nation Radio. Thanks so much for coming on, answering these mailbag questions with me. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing, how can they follow you on social media? And what's cooking over at Jet Nation? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at JNRadio underscore Glenn. Um, also have an account on Twitter that is dedicated solely to the NFL draft at Jets picks. Um, I'll have lots of lots of player highlights coming out on there from uh, from the 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 just wrapped up college football regular season. And yeah, JetNation.com. Check us out. Power rankings up today. We do the top ten, and then the Jets. So we get to squeeze them on there. Nick Ferraro takes care of that. And Jet Nation Radio Wednesday night. Myself, Dylan Terman, Chris Schubert. Um, it's not always all of us, but it's at least a couple of us breaking down. Really, what's it's gotten tough the last few weeks. I said we could do one five-minute show and just play it every week because it's always the same story. But um, hopefully hopefully a little something different this week with Zach Wilson, right? But uh, check us out, JetNation.com. Make sure you check out everything that Glenn's doing at JetNation.com and make sure that you listen to him on JetNation Radio and follow him on Twitter as well. 
Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got awesome all 22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikejet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.